Welcome to Building Great Sales Teams, a show dedicated to making sales teams tick, tick, boom. I didn't have a playbook starting out. I had to learn everything the hard way. The good news is you don't have to. Great sales teams are not recruited. They are built block by block. Let's get to work. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us on the Building Great Sales Teams podcast again. We've got uh, Drewby Wilson here, vice president over at Break Free Academy. Uh, if you're in Apex, you know exactly who this guy is. He probably closed your ass on joining Apex pretty quickly and over text and maybe with some memes too. But uh, Drewby, introduce yourself, brother. Tell us a little little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. So again, Drewby Wilson, vice president here at Break Free Academy. I'm also a best-selling author, a podcast host, a speaker, consultant. I do a lot of different cool shit, but usually when people ask me, I tell them I sit on Facebook, I make memes, and I troll the internet. That's your favorite anyways, right? I mean, it, it, it's the coolest thing to say I get paid for. Absolutely. And uh, if you've ever met Drewby, you've seen the uh, meme lord tattoos he's got on his hands right here. Maybe give a little flex for the video there. Awesome. I am the meme lord. <laughs> Full commit. Fantastic. So whenever I uh, came up with a concept for this podcast, I knew right away that you were one of the first people that I wanted to have on it. Uh, First off, you're one of the reasons that this happened, right? So you gave me a lot of gas after after we did the the credit consulting up in Philly. And so um, I really appreciate that. And uh, you've seen it all come to fruition now. And so... uh, and, and also because you run a seven figure sales team. So one of the concepts that we're going to be covering in this podcast is visiting seven figure sales teams. I'm here in the apex, uh, uh, offices right now. And, uh, so tell us a little bit, a little bit about your journey to get here and then kind of how you became the VP for break free Academy. Yeah, man. So I've been in sales for over a decade Uh, I grew up in sales. I sold reefer when I was a kid, then, you know, got into selling all kinds of different shit, you know, video game items online. So, you know, they're selling NFTs and shit. Now I was selling in-game items from Diablo two, like way back in the day on eBay. So like I'm OG in the game and that hustle, but remember Diablo, man, that's a, that's something else. Yeah. So we had bots that we would run all day and sell shit on eBay. So like I've been hustling my whole life, basically getting here, um, I was in sales selling insurance for a family insurance agent, right? So I was basically, I had been selling all kinds of different shit, furniture, cigars, tobacco, and a family member of mine came and said, Hey, I'm starting this agency. I want you to come work for me and sell insurance. I didn't know shit about insurance, but. So let me get this straight. You went from selling reefer and Diablo mods to insurance. Hey man, it's been a wild journey, bro. And it, <laughs> it just gets wilder. That's the best part. So, um, was selling insurance, reached a point where I'd kind of plateaued, right? I kind of got to like, I couldn't close more deals. I was getting like top producer in my area, my market, but I was like not really satisfied. So I went to my agent and I'm like, Hey man, I'm busting my hump. I'm not really making the kind of money I think I should be making. Like I'm making 40 grand a year. I really want to be making six figures, but like, so you gave, you gave him an opportunity in that moment. And so what did he do with it? So his response was, Hey man, if you're, if you just be patient, you're going to own one of these things someday. Like you're going to have your name on the door and you'll, you know, you'll be able to fucking crush it. And I was just like, 
yeah, all right, that ain't going to work for me. So like, <laughs> <laughs> One day is not going to work. No, I'm, man, a, I'm a right now guy. Yeah, no, no, no. So I was like, all right, that's not going to work. So to me, I'm like, what do I need to do to make more money? I'm in sales. My thing is leads, right? I love selling. I, I follow like building follow-up systems and processes was what made me successful selling insurance. Mm-hmm. And so my thought was like, all right, well, how do I get more leads? How do I get better leads? How do I dial that side in? I went online. I started learning like, pay-per-click marketing with Facebook and Google and YouTube and stuff back yeah, in old school. Couple, old school. Yeah. yeah. And came across this guy, Ryan Stuman and started following his, you know, he was one of those online marketers talking about funnels and all this kind of shit. So I'm like, all right, well, what's he got going on? I found he had a software platform. I said, all right, well, let me, let me build some of these funnels and see what I can do. Right. Built a couple funnels, sold twice my production and insurance in the first month, I got like beautiful 300 leads for $500. And I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. Sold an extra $20,000 in premium. It was wild. So I'm like, all right, well, this works. Proof of concept. Yep. couple guys from the insurance world hit me up and like, dude, how the hell did you double your production? You're already a top producer. I'm like, Hey man, I got these like funnel things and I'm marketing online with Facebook ads and shit. And they're like, how much for you to set that up for me? Because we're spending five to $10,000 a month with these internet vendors and it's like garbage. Now you're, so I'm like, all right, well, you know, I don't know, give me 2,500 bucks. I'll set it up for you. Now you're hustling phone sites. So now I'm hustling funnels and online shit. And yeah. so within that, I'm in the Facebook group for the, the software platform and I'm teaching people what I'm doing that's working. I'm literally just like, yeah, I don't know why it's working, but this is what I'm doing. So check it out. Ryan calls me and he says, hey man, I think you're in the wrong business. I'd like you to come and you know have a conversation with me. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, he's like, no, I'm going to pay you to just keep doing the shit that you're doing right now. You can sell your marketing. You can do all that other stuff. I don't care, but like keep helping my people. Like, all right. So I do that, help his people, you know, do some shit for him in the back end. So at that point, was it a customer service role? It was 100% just a customer service support role. Gotcha. And so... I start doing the support role. A couple people are like happy with what I'm doing, helping them. And they're like, hey, he's got this coaching program, Apex. How do I get involved in that? So I go to Ryan and I'm like, hey, man, these guys want to buy some shit. What do I do? So go sell it to him. What do you mean, man? Like, go. So I end up selling a couple of deals for him. And he's like, calls me, but he's like, bro, you need to fly down here and spend a day with me. You're in the wrong business. Like we can help a lot of people together. So I flew down, had a conversation, flew back home told my wife like, Hey, I'm walking away from a, a family agency of six years <laughs> to start over as a commission only basically sales guy for this dude. And, uh, yeah, so that's, what's up. And, and what did she say? She was not stoked. Uh, she, she was supportive, but she's like, Hey man, you sure? Like we have a house and a kid and that's a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And it was the best decision I ever made. Walked away, started over basically, Ground zero, right? Customer service support guy helping people and just closing deals on the side. Within six months, I had sold my home in Ohio, moved my family to Texas. When I got here, I got fired from my tech support job. So literally first day in the office, he calls me and says, hey, man, I got good news, bad news. Bad news is I'm firing you. Uh, Good news is I'm promoting you to VP of the company. I think you're in a good position to help me run this thing. And we're going to do a lot. at, At that point, how long had you been working with him? About six months. So, I mean, he, six months in, you know, had probably spent very little time with you in person, like kind of rolled the dice. 
Yeah, and was definitely. Like, I was let me give you this leadership role. Yeah, and you know, I we chatted every day, obviously. Like, yeah, but for the most part, it was me just diving in head first into the company, learning everything about like I could about it, and focusing mm-hmm. on servicing the clients, which quickly got me to doing six figures a month in sales, like just off a of service based work. Man, that's massive. That's massive. Okay, so let's get into what you do every day, which is manage the the sales here at Break Free Academy. Um, how many salespeople do you have? We have three full-time sales guys, and then everybody has the opportunity to, to close sales when it presents itself. Again, mm-hmm. we're very much a service-based business. Right, so, so you're kind of cross-training sales to just everybody, you know, the customer Correct. service guys, the video guys, the media guys. I mean, the easiest time planning. to get money is when someone's already given you their money and they trust you. So like if there's more for people to buy from you, mm-hmm. you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't at least offer it Absolutely. along the way. So let, let's talk about how you structure your sales team, because it is from what I've seen a high producing seven figure sales team. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys are doing that uh, on a monthly basis, which is three guys. Yep. Yeah. So we, you know, we're doing seven figures a month with three guys and, you know, really it's two guys and one guy that we've just brought in and kind of are, mm-hmm. are bringing up in the game. And the majority of what we do is inbound marketing. We just mm-hmm. do a great job of serving clients and attracting the kind of people we want to do business with. Okay. And so, you know, we're, we're kind of blessed with the fact that a lot of people do want to work with us. Yeah. And our job is not so much to sell people as it is to qualify and provide a service. Right. And I think that's any sales position, but that's where people get it messed up is they kind of have this like, oh, I need to be a closer. I need to sell. I need to, hard, you know, I got to have a script. And I need to be like the hardcore closer. I need to be the hardcore closer. Yeah. <laughs> no, that ain't me. I'm very much the opposite of a hardcore closer. I don't like to be sold that way. So that's mm-hmm. not my selling style. I love service. Right. Yeah. Like if I go somewhere and someone goes above and beyond for me and they deliver a top quality service, like I'm happy to pay more for that. And so that's what I try to bring to my sales team and and our process is very much of like, yo, this is what you're saying you need. This is where we can be helpful and provide that. Mm -hmm. This is what it costs to make happen. And I love that approach because it, 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 it's a good combination with what, you know, Ryan's got going on and he built that machine, you know what I'm saying? So it's not about selling the machine. You see it happen every day. You follow him on social media you know what I mean? You're already sold on the machine and now it's time to purchase it. Right. And so that's where you guys come in. All right. So let, let's talk about compensation. So I kind of want to run through Kodak and kind of test those tenants against what you're doing on your end. And so, uh, compensation, we were talking earlier and you were saying that you got, you pay your guys a base plus commission. Yeah. So we do a base plus commission. And the reason we do that is because when we hire guys onto our team, they're not necessarily coming in as salespeople. They're coming in as customer service reps. Right. Because we have a lot of clients and our main concern is always how can we make client delivery the best possible. And so having the accountability, having the support team, that's their job when they get started. Because what we sell is not a like, very easy to describe product or service, it, right? It's, it's not. I, I try to describe it every day and I just end up saying it's a cult that makes you mad. <laughs> it, it's a cult with a huge ROI. It's. At a high level, I've always called it personal development, coaching, and business consulting, 
right? Because it's a combination of, hey, yes, we're going to teach you tactical stuff in your business on how to grow. And, and, you know, there's a lot of moving parts to that. That's why we call it building your machine. Mm -hmm. But when you get around the right people and you start having certain kinds of conversations and focus on specific areas of life, right? You have Kodak for your sales team. We have the G code for our life mantra, right? Right. But when you get focused on some specific things, you see a massive increase in your personal life as well as your business. And those two things kind of correlate, right? Like if you have your business blown up, but your personal life is shit, it makes it harder for the business to grow and vice versa. Yeah, I used to compartmentalize them. I used to compartmentalize them. And and it wasn't until I joined Apex that I started fusing them that it worked so much better together. And then all of a sudden, everybody at home understood what I was doing at work. Everybody at work understood what I had going on at home. And it just, it worked beautifully together. So I agree 100%. Yeah, but it's hard to sell that. Right. Like, <laughs> what's the ROI on feeling good? Like, well, it depends on who you Shit, are and what everything. that looks like. Right. But <laughs> so for us, it's more about, Hey, let's get our guys ingrained in our culture. Let's get them living the lifestyle and, and really going through the same processes that we're, we're sharing with all of our clients. And so when we're bringing them in, it's like a paid internship, literally like, Hey, we're going to pay you to sit here and have conversations with awesome people who are always trying to win and always trying to provide value and help each other. And we're going to just teach you to learn what we do and how we help people. Mm -hmm. Because then when you get to an opportunity where you're having conversations with referrals or with someone who wants to know, Hey, what do you guys do over there? Mm -hmm. You can have a logical conversation and understand where someone's at in their life and in their business and help them make a decision to know, Hey, is it, does it make sense to be a part of this? Right. right. Is this going to help me achieve my goals in life or business? And then you can do it with conviction because you're living it. Correct. And, and so, so I, I love that about, about what you're doing. So let's talk about that a little bit in terms of somebody that is looking to hire a salesperson, right? So you guys sell a premium product, right? And so if, if I'm looking at that position in terms of compensation, I'm looking at, do I offer a salary or not? Or do I, offered the run of the mill commission only position that has high upside. Right. And you guys offer a salary because you need to, one, you start out as a customer service rep to really understand the product. And two, you want to teach them the G code and you want them to live it so that when they do eventually sell a product, they have conviction when they're doing that. And so in order to, you have a long training process is what I'm seeing. It's, it's a, it's a long training process, but when someone is trained up and they're ready to just be unleashed on sales, I mean, that that's going to be a six figure producer someday. You know what I mean? So it makes sense to make that investment on the front end. Well, and that's the thing, right? So if you think about a commission only sales job, that is very much for someone who has a high risk tolerance. And if you look at the majority of society, they don't have a high risk tolerance. They need a safety net. And it's not to say that either way is right or wrong. It's just that if I look at, I need to hire on culture and core values and on someone that I can trust who's always going to live by those things, that integrity, like that's top of the line for us. Skills can be taught, but if you can live by the core values and fit into our culture, then I can find a place for you on my team. And I'm going to invest in you. And I'm going to invest in you, right? Because we work with people very, very closely. I mean, this isn't just like a show up, make your calls and go home kind of position. This is not a job. It's a lifestyle. Right. And so for us, we're basically investing in people and we're, we're taking that, that risk to say, Hey, we're going to make sure you're comfortable enough to come in and and learn this stuff. Because Mm -hmm. when we do unleash you, you're going to be such a badass that when you show up on a call, you have no zero doubt about like what we can deliver. 
because you've talked to every one of our clients that have paid us anywhere from five to 50 to a hundred thousand dollars a year for help. And you're going to have full on conviction to show up on that call and say, Hey, this is what we do. This is how it helps you. Mm. This is what it costs because a commission only sales guy who's out there in month two of his job, who hasn't closed, but one deal and made a thousand bucks is like fucking commission breath all over the place. Right. Like, Hey, what do I got to do to get you in this new car today? (laughs) Like, how am I going to get you this solar deal right now? We're going to, you know, like, no, I don't want to sell like that. I don't want to be sold like that. And I don't want my team to sell like that. So one of the things that we've been doing with my companies over the last year is converting everybody to W2 and to uh, a salary base or a salary plus commission, like you just described. And it, it, it is because of that that we spent the last 10, 11 years on commission only. Now, once they got into training and leadership, we paid them a salary or we, we uh, gave them a base, right. And made sure they made at least that so they could pay their bills, but they were always supposed to be producing. Right. Yep. So it's very performance based in, in door to door, which is uh, mainly what I've done in the past 11 years. And so that transition has been huge for us and we've seen the recruiting implications from it. We've seen the culture of the company increase. And, and that was just a couple of weeks ago that we made that huge change. And so um, again, like you said, you know, it's all about the risk tolerance, right? And so if you're hiring entry level people that you just need to go and bang out sales every day, and it's a very simple sales process, then that's the way to do it. Commission only. You know what I mean? Because uh, you don't want them coming in and basically, what do they call it in a boiler room? Being a piker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so if you get that, if you get that reference, we can be friends. Um, So anyways, that's compensation. You're investing up front because you do, you, you want to make sure they align with your core values and you know, you got to invest in someone and then you want them to come from a service standpoint rather than a hardcore closer standpoint. You know what I mean? And uh, kind of earn their stripes through customer service first. So let's talk about that. That's obviously the entry level of your opportunity is you go, you put them in customer service, right? And then they earn that. They earn the ability to sell or they you can sell it. the right to sell. Given No, you got to earn the right to sell. Okay. So walk me, walk me through that. And so the way we do that is we basically look during that first quarter, right? That first 90 day trial period. It's like, hey, you're going to get paid to sit here and be a service rep and help our clients and learn. And then what we look at is when they show up to events, when we ask them to do things in the office, like, are they living those core values? Are they going above and beyond? Are they pushing their chair in when they walk out of the meeting? Like there's Mm -hmm. little things that are very, very particular for us that we look for to know if somebody's going to live and die by this. Because when we cut them loose to have these conversations, I mean, like I said, we charge anywhere from five to a hundred thousand dollars a year to work with us. So these are not small opportunities that right. we want to waste. And so when we cut someone loose to say, Hey, you've got the opportunity to go and do this and help these people. We need to know it's going to be followed the process, right? The conversation mm-hmm. is had the same way. Every time the expectations are set because what we deliver, like I said, is hard to explain. Yeah. So you've got to live by those core values. So you earn the right to sell our products. Mm-hmm. And you do that by doing the work and showing up and showing us that you've educated yourself and, and you're following the processes based on how we teach them, right? Mm-hmm. Because what you're selling is the same thing you you just spent 90 days learning. Okay. So if you're doing those things, we know you're in a position to talk about it and have that conversation. 
And the way we set it up is you get the base salary, mm-hmm. then you earn a small commission percentage as you start getting unlocked to our first level of products, right? Right. And then have, once you've reached a certain dollar volume in that product and you've proven, hey, these are good conversations and the people that you're mm-hmm. selling into that product aren't like total shit bags or whatever, you, then you can, can elevate. Can you give us an example of those entry level products? Yeah. So like the, our, our entourage program, you know, might be between three and $5,000 depending okay. on what you know, package you buy. And okay. so that, that's like our foundational entry level program. Then we have, you know, an entrepreneur's group that's, you know, 10,000 and then right. you know, higher from there. So, so the idea is tearing them up to have higher level conversations as they've proven that they can have the first level of conversation. So because of the nature of the product, your opportunity structure isn't necessarily they're moving up in title or position. They're moving up in offer. They're moving up in product that they can sell. Yeah, because, you know, we have strict protocol in place before we will bring someone into our community. You know, we're, we're blessed with the opportunity that we turn away as much business as we take in. Right. Because we have a very specific set of core values that no, we, we work by, right? You've seen it. I've seen it happen. You've experienced it. <laughs> um, so it's important for us to know that when people are having these conversations, they know how to vet people and they know how to go through that process. And at each tier, because the level of business improves and the conversations are a lot more private. I mean, you've been in the executives for a year now, almost, you know, the level of conversation there requires a level of intimacy and privacy. And we need to know that people stepping into that room can be a part of that. And so that's why with our guys, it's not about like you're getting a new title or you're getting a, you know, what a bump. It's like, no, you've, you've earned the right to be in that next tier. You have to literally go through the same process that you're selling people on in order right. to get to the ability to sell that. Now, what's beneficial is with each additional product, you have an opportunity to make a lot more money from it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, instead of having to sell 10 of these $5,000 products, I only have to sell one of these $50,000 products to get the same result. Mm-hmm. And, and as you grow in sales, you start to recognize the value of like a quality sale versus a quantity sale. Right. And, and, you know, every company and business model is different. But with us, like, you know, it's a lot easier to do 20 deals a month than it is to try and do 200. Absolutely. And so that's the idea is, you know, you're, you're scaling based on that. And then you reach a point where it's like, hey, you've proven and now you can start your own team and you can build a team underneath you. And that's kind of the, the future plan the, the, yeah. the opportunity structure. Yep. And, and what I like about and kind of going, you know, that's opportunity, right? Going back to compensation is part of your compensation is you get to fucking be here. <laughs> you know what I that's mean? That's a whole different part of the conversation. Like, like too, when, when, when Ryan posts positions, I'm like, Hmm. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a second. So let's, yeah. we'll touch on that for a second. Right. Yeah. And, and I know we don't want to be here all day, but you know, when I left my job in insurance and I came over here, it, one of the, my main thoughts was, Hey, if this guy's charging six figures a year for one-on-one mentorship, mm-hmm. then I'm walking into a six figure base salary plus what am I, whatever I make in commissions. Exactly. So like that to me was the mentality of like, Oh, well I get to hang out with the dude that he would charge anybody else six figures a year for the same shit he's given me and probably less of it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Cause I had like one-on-one direct communication with him like every day. Yeah. I'm like, no brainer. Yeah. But not absolutely. everybody sees that. Right. And, and so for with us, like the opportunity is also the ability to be in the room and meet mm-hmm. Super Bowl champions and yeah. famous, you know, athletes and all kinds rappers of crazy rappers and, and all yeah. kinds of shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you get to meet influencers from Instagram that you see that have millions of followers. Like there's benefits aside from just the thing, like you literally learn how to be an entrepreneur, right? Like you can take mm-hmm. everything that you learn within our program 
they were selling and you could start a seven figure business of your own on the side. Absolutely. And that's the, that that's a great segue into development. You guys don't even have to try to develop your guys cause they're going to be developed just by being in the room. You know what I mean? Like I know, I, I know one of your uh, salespeople really well and I've, I did a uh, evolution with him. And so we got to know each other a little bit and just listening to him talking about everything that he's getting to experience at his young age is just insane. So the development's kind of built in, but are you guys doing anything beyond being in the room or, or what are you guys doing in terms of, you know, I guess the, the next level for your guys and development? You know, I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, we're, we're constantly working with our guys to make sure that we've got their best interest in mind for the future, right? Because mm -hmm. like everybody has their own dream. Everybody had what I always say is success is perspective, yeah. right? Like what you see as successful might be different than what I see and Ryan sees and other people sees. Right. We've all agreed though, that whatever that perspective is for you, we're here to help you achieve it. And that's our motto within our company, within our programs all the way around. Right. Mm -hmm. So for our guys, I'm always sitting down and having conversations with them. Right. Like we have our weekly sales meetings. We do, you know, like once a week on top of the sales meetings, I do some one-on-one -on -one training with Blake. Yeah. So we sit down and we do some deep in depth, like, Hey man, what are the things you're dealing with right now? What are the struggles? Where can we really overcome these hurdles? Cause every week's different, mm -hmm. right? There's always some new shit coming on, whether it's personal or a objection that's coming up or whatever. So I'm just constantly trying to work with my guys and help them get better, whatever that might look like in the moment. Because, mm -hmm. again, we know personal development's a, a compound effect, right? We do mm -hmm. a little bit today and a little bit next week and a little bit next month. And then you look up at the end of the year and it's like you're a totally different person. But it's a custom development plan. Yeah, And, it, sure. and it's, it's centered around what they want. Correct. You know, which is Zig Ziglar. You know, the easiest way to become successful is to help other people get what they want. You know? I mean, it works. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so... <clears throat> let's bump over into uh, operations, you know, cause I know you have your, your head around operations really well, especially on, on the sales side. So kind of hyper-focus on that. Uh, walk us through, walk us through your sales process and then what happens if the sale is not made and what happens if the sale is made and kind of into fulfillment there a little bit. Oh man, we could do this all day. Um, no. So high level overview. I look at everything in a series of stages that's why I created my software lead stages. It's the follow-up process. It's the same thing that I've literally blueprinted over the years. Okay. And so the way I think of it is you have a couple stages for leads. You have new leads, you have hot leads, you have, you know, warm, cold leads, mm -hmm. and then you have dead leads. And then there's like a third, fourth category over here, like current clients, right? Because clients are leads too. Don't ever forget that if they've already given you money, there's a good chance for you to get more money from them. That Absolutely. no like and trust factor is there. So don't, don't ever neglect that, whether it's selling them a product or getting referrals from them. Like mm -hmm. that's a whole different conversation, right? Well, and this is a little nugget here too. Like a lot of home service businesses like mine, where we sell a home service, they drop the ball on that big mm -hmm. time, you know, and I know I have in my own business. It's like, you just sold them cable and internet. Why would you not try to sell them pest control, lawn care, whatever the case is and using a drip campaign or something like that. It doesn't even have to be from the same company, it can be from a different brand, you know what I mean? But you have that lead already. So bingo. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? You've already shown that no like and trust factor. Mm -hmm. And you got a guy that can send you, you know, pest control or whatever. So like it it behooves you to work and, and grow in that right. sense, right? So don't doubt customer uh client list uh value. Mm -hmm. But I look at stages, right? So you got a new lead. And to me, a new lead is anybody that's come in that I haven't had a, a fully in-depth conversation with, right? Okay. So it doesn't matter where they come from. Um, 
they're a new lead until I've had a real conversation and made them some kind of offer. Okay. Okay. And so new leads have a 30 day follow-up process okay. and I'm going to speed through it for the sake of time. But I hit somebody day one, two, three, four, five, eight, 10, 15, 21 and 28. Nice. I have touch points on each of those dates. And in those touch points differentiate. Correct. If it's a combination of text, email, phone call, uh, if I can find them on social media, DM, mm -hmm. smoke signals, like whatever I can do, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find somebody and get connected with them. And these are like you making the actual touch point. This isn't automated? Some of it can be automated. For me, a lot of it I try to like more personalize, but you know, some of those things can be automated, right? Like when I, they- I never got to see this because I bought right away. <laughs> Well, you know, you're a lay down sale because you're a real closer, bro. Like when you, when you sell at that level, yeah. you, you don't waste, you know time. what you, you are. You're, you're already sold time. before you show up. You're like, yeah, man, I don't really even just tell me what I'm getting. I'm sending yeah. the money now. Just tell me what comes with it. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, so like I have a, 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 the idea is like to automate as much of that as possible, but mm -hmm. I like the personal touch point, which again, all of our leads are pretty much inbound at this point. Like mm -hmm. we don't do any ex like external calls or anything like right. that. So it's no, a little different sense. than like some other organizations, but you guys have a massive machine that's generating leads constantly. But that's, yeah. that was, that's what we teach, right? Yeah. Like, Hey, how do you go from having to door knock all day long to having people knocking on your door? Absolutely. Wanting to give you their money. Yeah. Different conversation for a different day. <laughs> um, but so, you know, I'm, I'm reaching out, I'm following up after that 30 days. If they don't respond, they go into a different dead leads drip campaign. So we just nurture them, right? Here's mm -hmm. some free stuff. Here's some value. Here's some shit that you might want. You know, let me know when you're ready to have a conversation again. Once I've made them an offer, they go into the hot leads. Okay. And so hot leads are anybody that I know I've made an offer to, and they're ready to close within the next seven days. Mm -hmm. Cause usually it's like, if you make an offer and they don't close right away, which, you know, 5% of people ready to close right now, 95% are going to take time. You know, there's a, the process. Hey, I need you to call me tomorrow. I got to talk to my wife, business partner, X, Y, Z objection that all the, the real hardcore closers yeah. are like, oh, if you can't get the deal done, like, fuck off. <laughs> um, I'm not that guy. Yeah. But my follow-up game is real strong. That's why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, cool. When do you want me to follow up with you? Put a note in my CRM, check back with them. You know, and I might check in every 24 to 72 hours, just depending on how often I need to check in. But this is where the memes come into play, yeah. right? So for me, my favorite thing is I make an offer, I send the payment link and I wait mm -hmm. and I wait, you know, three, four hours, whatever it might be, depending on what the person says, if they're like, Oh, I'll do it tonight when I get home. Cool. Within 24 hours, I'm sending a meme and that meme has closed me more than $5 million in sales. Just one specific meme that I sent after I've made my offer has helped me close more than $5 million in sales. And it's basically just a dude poking his head out from behind a set of lockers and across the bottom, it says you good question mark. Uh huh. Um, I've used it too. And I've closed because of it too. <laughs> so proof of concept, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'd like, I do a combination of memes and value follow up. Right. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of copy paste bullshit out there. Like, Oh, I'm just checking in. Are you ready to move forward? Do you want to buy yet? Do you have any other questions? Like you can do that shit, but it's boring. So I try to provide value. Like, Hey man, we had a conversation. You talked about X, Y, or Z. I just wanted to follow up. Here's a blog post. Here's a video. Here's something of value that's going to help you. Mm -hmm. Hey man, before you get signed up or, you know, as you're going through this process, here's a, a podcast exercise about becoming the most elite version of yourself. Nice. It's really going to make you feel like what's going to happen over the next 12 months. So you're kind of giving them little tidbits of what they can experience in the whole package, right? hundred percent. So I love that. It's a, it's a beautifully laid out 
sales process. So my question now is, is it documented and can you hand it to a new salesperson? hundred percent. Absolutely. So how long, I guess, when did you decide, Hey, I need to document this. What was after the, we went the, to the credit consulting thing and you sent the after action report <laughs> that made me look like an asshole. Uh, no, I mean, it's something we've been working on for a while. Okay. I think it was last year. I really was like, yo, I do all this stuff like second nature. Mm-hmm. How do I teach this to someone else? Yeah. And, and so I really just had to sit down and that's why it's so easy for me to spit it out for you here because mm-hmm. I've had to go through that process of like documenting it and thinking about it and like, okay, how do I really do this? What's my process, right? Like not just what is the process, but why does it operate that way? And unfortunately so many business owners are the, cl- the top closer at their company and their solution to bringing on new people and training them is, Hey, come with me and let's do this. You know, watch yeah. me take notes. You know what I mean? But that's not enough. They need to be able to go home and study something. They, they need to be able to mark a checklist in the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Especially if it's a virtual conversation or something like that. So that's really an uh, operational piece that once you get it in place, it, it just saves so much time and training. You well, and I mean? to be fair, we're still dialing ours in, right? Like I'm still figuring out what works and we run a skeleton crew. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we're doing seven figures. So you can see the immediate so, impact. Yes. Yeah, so we can see a pretty massive change right away, depending on how we do things. And so one of the, that parts of what we do being, again, being not a typical service that someone would sell is every conversation is slightly nuanced. Mm-hmm. Every follow-up routine is slightly nuanced. So that's what we're really training on. Like there's a, Hey, this is the base formula, right? right. Just stick to this. But now when we're doing the development, right, circling yeah. back there, that's mm-hmm. where we're telling people and in, in the role playing and the, hey, when you get this objection, mm-hmm. the response is not always the same. Absolutely. Right? Because everybody's going to be coming at it from a different situation. And so how you craft your response has to go back to the keywords and the conversation you had before. Mm-hmm. So that's the development side of things that I think we're doing and then I think is why it's so beneficial to have them go through that service role first, because they're having those conversations long before they get on the phone so that yeah. when they do, oh yeah, no, I totally get it because we have a client who told me the same kind of story. Mm-hmm. This is what they went through. This is how they handled it. This is where they're at now. So I like what you said about the foundation, right? Because too many, you know, and I've had all these, these calls the last couple of weeks doing consulting calls and they're like, I can't write a script. There's too much, you know, it, yeah. There's too many nuances. There's too many objections to overcome, whatever the case is. And I'm like, stop doing all that. Give me an intro. Give me three qualifying questions. Give me three presentation features. And then give me a closing statement. And it, and it, it needs to be a two option close. Build that out. And then give me five common objections, how to overcome them. And, and put it on front and back and hand it to your sales rep and let her rip. You know what I mean? Like make it simple. And then your 2.0, your 3.0, your 4.0, your 5.0 training, you can develop along the way, but a lot of it is going to be experienced. Like you just said, it's those nuances. It's, it's, you have to have those, you have to have the experience to gain the wisdom, mm-hmm. right? And, and top sales guys in any organization will tell you it took time to catch their stride. You have to have these conversations day in and day out for months, years, sometimes before you really understand the client better than they understand themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes a great closer. In my opinion is you have empathy and you're able to understand where someone's coming from, 
but you're confident in your delivery of the service. Absolutely. Right. And that's why you said, Hey, what are the, the, pre-qualification questions just to make sure this makes sense and that we can actually confidently deliver. Yeah, on I that. don't want you spending money you don't have Well, because you're, you're, you're hype on this personality that is, you know, Drew B or Ryan or Thomas, you know what I'm saying? And, it, and more than that, like to me, again, it comes back to the kind of our, our look of like most people need us more than we need them. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that from like an egotistical standpoint. It's just like, we don't have to sell everybody we get on the phone with. And again, we turn away just as many clients as we take because right. we're like, Hey, now, what we do is not a good fit to help you. So that's part of the training is that pre-qualification process. That's Mm -hmm. why it's important to say, Hey, because when you get to the expectations and the presentation feature, it's like, cool, we've already got all the nonsense out of the way. We know this is a good fit to solve your problem. Yeah. Let's get down to the nitty gritty of what's really going to keep you from moving forward. Absolutely. No, that's great. So the the last piece is uh, culture, right? And so just to make this easy, you know, and, and again, I've been talking to a lot of business owners that they have a sales team that's gone dry, a little bit dry, right? And then they're tired of dealing with the ups and downs, or they're really just setting one up. They're setting one sales position up. So whenever you're just starting out a sales team, it's hard to build culture around because you only have like one or two people, right? So can you give them three key things that they can do to to, to build culture? The yeah. best thing to build culture first and foremost is be the example, right? You can't Set ask people example. to do somebody or be somebody that you're not like that's counterintuitive. First of mm-hmm. all, so being the example, I think is one. Okay. Um, I think routine and consistency. Okay. Right? I think again, if you're asking your guys to show up five, six days a week and you're not able to show up and be in the trenches with them, like that's not culture. They're not right. going to buy into that. They're not going to believe that you're truly there for them the way you say you are. Exactly. And then I think it's, I mean, the core values, right? Like, and it, it, those, those kind of all kind of fall into the same thing, right? Yeah. Like, what are your core values? Do you actually live by them? Are you consistently a, a, mm-hmm. you know, expressing them and being the example of them? Right. And do you hire and fire on that? Right. Yeah. Like people are afraid to, to really get down and dirty with core values, but like, that's mm-hmm. what makes a fucking business. That's what makes a brand. That's what makes everything. Absolutely. So if you want to build a culture, you dial in on those first and then you be the example and you make sure that everybody on your team knows this is the standard mm-hmm. and that's what creates culture. Beautiful. Yeah. And I, I, I figured you were going to get into core values when it comes to, to, to culture Honestly, the culture that we have at our companies right now, we only started creating after we established our core values and our mission statement, you know? And so a lot of the things that we're talking about today are next level stuff that, that come because of the the core values that you guys set in place, the core values that we set in place at our company. And so I, I kind of like that we're going to end on that. You know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, obviously you're doing, you're doing consulting now as well. Mm-hmm. So tell, tell me a little bit about that. So for me, I've worked in a number of different positions over the years. Like mm-hmm. I said, I, you know, uh, used to manage a retail tobacco store. So I've got brick and mortar experience. I okay. ran an insurance agency. So I did that. I built teams there. I've done, you know, I've worked with hundreds or thousands of different entrepreneurs and clients at this point. So my specialty is really coming in and mostly dialing in on the sales process, right? That's kind of been my, my big success is how do you build a, a real sales process right. and then a follow-up process and a way to systematize and, and measure that, right? Mm-hmm. Because 
you and I talked about this recently, KPIs, right? Oh, Some yeah. people don't even know what a KPI is. So yeah. quick tip, key performance indicator. It's the metrics that you use to measure your performance, mm-hmm. right? And so my goal is really to come in and help folks that have, like you said, maybe they're the top producer, but they're also the top technician and they're the top customer yeah. service guy, right? Like, hey, let's build a systematic process that you can then delegate to somebody mm-hmm. and have a way of like really seeing what works and what doesn't. And you know, again, after watching a guy spend thousands of dollars a month on leads that most people just fucking called twice and did nothing with. Right. I'm pretty positive I can come in and help you find six figures in your business relatively easily by putting together a good sales process that mm-hmm. is actually replicatable over time. Yeah. And then hiring a salesperson in general, you know what I mean? Yep. And then putting them through that sales process that's already established and in place and duplicatable. Right. Absolutely. So that, that's, that's massive. If, if somebody wants to reach out to you for that type of consulting, where do they go? They can go to workwithdruby.com. Perfect. Nice and easy. So that's all we got today, guys. Um, I'm really excited about this episode. I think uh, a lot of uh, my listeners are going to get a lot of value from it. So I, I appreciate you. It was an honor to have you on the show. Thanks, Druby. Hey, man, I'm glad to be here. Appreciate you. Awesome. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. Remember, great sales teams are not recruited. They are built. Block. I block until next time.